Hello, my name is Chris Ward. I'm the founder of the Global Apostolic Ministerial Network. We will be doing a special SEAL training at 9815 South Vermont Avenue. That's the Do-Right Christian Church at 9 a.m. on Saturday, September 16th. We want you to be there so we can help you find your purpose, God's plan for your life, and identify your gifts, talents, and abilities. You can call me at 424-261-3208, or you can go to G-A-M-N-L-I-F-E and register. to work in the world system. We're going to start. Uh, introduce yourself, evangelist, my beautiful reader and friend, most powerful evangelist I know on the face of the earth, field has been all over the world evangelizing, looking for a way to bring people to the Lord. Go ahead. Um, hello, my name is Blanche Ward, and I'm going to be reading, get your Bibles, Isaiah 60, verse 1. It says, Arise, shine, for the light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Verse 2, For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and the gross darkness the people. That's where we are now. But the Lord shall rise upon thee. And That's where we're going to be. And his glory shall be seen upon thee. What? The light is coming. As soon as you get busy. The light is here. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light and the king to thy brightness of thy rising. People going to get with you. Lift up thine eyes round about and see all they gather themselves together. They come to thee. Thy sons shall come from afar and thy daughters shall be nursed by nurse at thy side. Guess what? The Gentiles is coming. The kings is coming. They bring you money and you're going to have family reconciliation. Go ahead. Verse five. Then Thou shalt see and flow together, and thine heart shall fear and be enlarged, because the abundance of the sea shall be converted unto thee. The forces of the Gentiles shall come unto thee. Money, 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 money coming to you. What? And see, that's the, that's the thing. God's original purpose, okay, as we go to Jeremiah 1, God's original purpose was not for you to ever work on a secular job or a secular business, okay, after you could receive the, Jesus and got filled with the Holy Spirit. But see, it still exists because people are not, you have so many people, 90% of the people who say they are filled with the Spirit don't pray. 
less than 10%, way less than 10% of the people who have ever got filled with the Spirit and spoken other tongues are praying. Less than 10% of that has ever asked, because you have to ask for it. It's a free gift, and you have to ask for it and believe you receive it. And then you got to open your mouth and let the flow of the Holy Spirit as he fills your belly out be verbalized through your lips. The hard part about that is it circumvents your mind. The normal um, neurogenesis necessary for you to formulate words and think and, and reflect your thoughts verbally are now arrested. And the Holy Spirit is speaking using your tongue, bypassing your mind and your soul. And he is praying mysteries, signs wonders into existence. Now that's a hard concept because your brain be like, tilt to do what? Play in other tongues. Well, I know how to speak French. I know how to speak Spanish. I know how to speak English, but I this blah, 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 blah. What, you know? And so the concept of you being able to do that, then once you break in and you receive the gift, then it's, 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 it's a minuscule of people who pray every day. Jesus said, could you not tarry one hour? At his most critical time, on the mount, he took them up there. He took the closest disciples with him. He said, "Could you not tear one out? Pray for me, cause I'm getting ready to I'm getting ready to surrender my life to go to hell, so every man after this point can receive fellowship with my Father and the Holy Spirit." And they went to sleep, and they didn't pray. He came. He said, "Sleep on." He came two or three times. He came back to them and they were sleeping. And that's where the body of Christ has been sleeping in religious tradition, in secular activity, secular occupations, secular businesses. That's all about one thing, being able to put food on the table and put a roof over my head for me and my family. Now, some people end up being wealthy. That's okay. Some people have a call and a purpose. As we go to uh, Jeremiah chapter 1, and I want you to, to begin to read that. We're going to read it from one. That the, where I want to get doesn't start until um, Jeremiah. I think it's a, I'm, I'm going to the scripture now. Jeremiah chapter 1, uh, and we're going to read verse 1. But you will see that, and I'm going to show you if I have enough time. If not, we'll, we'll, when we come back, all these shows are leading up to September 16th at the Do Right Christian Church. We'll be doing the Global Apostolic SEAL training, which is to, to identify, elect, manage, monitor, train, and teach a remnant of people to find their purpose, discover the plan to execute that purpose, and to identify their gifts, talents, and abilities so that they can be used for the Lord full-time. Say full-time. We saw in Isaiah chapter 60, listen, if you do that, God going to, listen, he, he already said he would meet, listen, Philippians 4, is it 19, 17? 
It says he will meet your needs according to his... Philippians 4.19. Philippians 4.19. says he will meet your needs according to his riches and glory. So what do you worry about? Uh, Where's the money going to come for you to eat? Put gas in your car. It's not... The Bible says he created the heaven and the earth and all the days that dwell therein. Can he get gas if he created the earth with all the gas and all the oil? Can he get some gas money to you? Come on, we play God so stupid and so cheap. Hallelujah. But the supernatural awareness is now uh, flowing through the apostolic office. I want you to go to Jeremiah. Now, I want you to see this has to do with preordained purpose. Before you can really make an effect and be qualified as a seal a remnant seal member, okay, and we are going to have a test, and I will be licensing people, but it's going to take some time. It takes a minimum of six months to go to Navy SEAL SEER training. They call it SEER because they're going to see you, boy. They're going to they're gonna take you through the fire. You're going to go through serious interrogation where they're beating the brains out of you. Hello. You're going to be underwater. They're going to hold you underwater until you literally drown and then bring and then pump the water out of your lungs. Why? It, it's it's going to take your mental and physical faculties to the extremes. And if you make it through that and you stay there, somebody said, well, you trying to drown people with this stretch? What's going on? You baptized them? You trying to drown me in the baptismal pool? No. I'm just telling you about the kind of commitment that we're going to need and want. And we're looking for warriors. Michael Stanford say, Send the Warriors. That's our that's our theme song. And then I got another theme song for it uh, that I uh, got from an NFL commercial. It says, hold the line. We got to hold the line, but you can't do it if you don't know your purpose, you have no plan to execute that purpose or no will to ex- execute that purpose, or you just using your gift, talents, and abilities in the, in, in the world system so that you can prosper. Listen. I am an orator and a salesman. Before I got saved, I always had sales jobs, and I didn't want one that had a base salary. I used to tell the people, listen, pay me for what I bring in, but I want more than these other people who just want that little stipend stipend. And you give them a little bonus bonus on the top of that. I want Here's what I want per head for my production. And I was always great. I always got promoted to, got my salary. And then they put me on salary to train other people while I was selling. So I had three sources of income. I had an override on the people that I trained. I had my commission from the business I did personally. And then I had a salary from from training people to, to do what I do. What made me great? It's a gift God gave me to be an orator. And I have always, if I believed it was a benefit, I've, I can't be a fake. I can't be selling people stuff that I know going to kill them. I can't. I can't. I got a friend of mine and a young man we raised in ministry. He's a pharmaceutical sales. He's selling these pharmaceuticals. And every pharmaceutical commercial you got, you listen to that. You read that fine print down or listen to what they're talking about. It's killing people. 
could cause blindness, blah, 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 death, heart attack, stroke, blah, 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 blah. consult with your doctor beforehand, and they're pushing that stuff. And he's selling it. And I, and I, as an apostle, and as his past apostolic leadership, I spoke to him about it. I said, man, when are you going to stop? Recently, his son was graduating high school. We went to a graduation party. I said, man, when are you going to stop selling that? Well, he listen, he got a big family, a beautiful wife. He got a, a really decent-sized house. He got responsibilities, and I don't think his wife is working right now. She was at one point, and she got sick, and she couldn't work. So the whole responsibility. But can God take care of his household without that? Yeah, darn too. Because he wasn't living in Beverly Hills now. It was a nice house in a decent neighborhood. But guess what? One like he was living in, in Beverly Hills. Could God could have gave him a house? Like I'm getting ready to receive me a house right now in a nice neighborhood. And I ain't selling out the I ain't selling out the gospel for it. I have a need for that. He said he meet my needs. According to his riches and glory. And then there's another scripture that says he will give you the desires of your heart. But is he doing that for people that have partial or no participation in kingdom activity? No. And that's the real problem. That's the real issue. You can be an elder at a church, but if you ain't doing nothing but just coming and sitting in the upper upper echelon, sitting on the, on the desk up there, and they let you give the announcements and you go home, you're like, that's not kingdom. That's religious activity. I used to, the church I got ordained and they had all these church mothers and everything sitting in that front row and they called themselves missionaries and they hadn't been around the block. They hadn't even shared the gospel with the people next door to them. Uh-huh. Jeremiah 1, 1. Jeremiah 1, 1. The words of Jeremiah, the son of Hilkiah and the priests that were in Anathoth, in the land of Benjamin, to whom the word of the Lord came in the days of J- Josh, Josiah, Josh, excuse me, Josiah, the son of Ammon, king of Judah, in the thirteenth year of his reign. It came also in the days of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, until the end of the eleventh year of Zedekiah, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, unto the carrying away of Jerusalem captive in the fifth month. Okay, now stop right there. Somebody said, well, why would you read all that? You done lost me. I don't know who the Anacostas and all this and all these names and all that stuff. That's a time stamp. For your life, your life was released into this earth's realm to be a force in 2023. Your birth date is set by God before you were born. And at the appointed time for your gifts, talents, and abilities to be released into the earth's realm to solve a problem, okay, your purpose for existence was birthed into this earth's realm on the day that you gave birth. But it was written in a book, and we'll look at that before you were ever born. God had a purpose for you. You were in him. God said, light be. Okay. And the Bible says in the universe, he created the universes. He said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. 
And man was, he, the Bible said he breathed on this clay he had molded into a body. And the Bible says life came to it. He became a living soul. It was for a purpose. What was the purpose? For mankind to be God's friend. To be one with God. To have fellowship with God. God had the entire universe, all the angels and beings around the throne. But they were, they did not have a choice as to whether or not they were going to serve God or not. Hence, we have the devil, Beelzebub, Satan. Satan broke that protocol and said, listen, I ain't serving you no more. I, my throne shall ascend above yours. And the Bible said, Jesus said, I beheld Satan fall from heaven like a bolt of lightning. God kicked him out. But he wanted mankind and everything in the universe. And he created us. Why? Because we have a sovereign will created in his image. He wanted to be around people that didn't have to worship him, but worshiped him and served him because they loved him. Woo! That's big right there, man. God want to be loved. He want to be fellowship with. Oh my God. Did y'all, I hope y'all didn't hear that. <laughs> we sitting here fast and I heard, that, I think one of the shows in the last time I was here, my, my, my belly growled. I ain't ate that since yesterday around six o'clock, I think. And I always fast when I come to these because when you're fasted, the neural genesis of your mind to recall revelation and to operate in the spirit is a hundred times greater if you're not if you haven't eaten before you come. The worst thing you can do as a minister, one of them is to eat a bunch of food before you get ready to minister because you're slow and sluggish mentally and physically. Okay, so God had created you before the earth was. You was in God. He is the Rock of Ages. He is the Alpha and and the Omega. The alpha, he started in himself before you was ever born, before your mother's 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 and your father's 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 father's, before all of your descendants ever came, before he blew in Adam's, Adam's blew into his soul and created him as a living soul. You were in God. We're all descendants of Adam. Every human being that's on this face of this earth. Now, I know with some of the stuff that's going on, there's a lot of people saying, this ain't no human being stuff, man. You talking me, these people ain't human beings. I don't know they animals. Well, you know why? Because nobody's ministering to them. And you're going to have an opportunity to come and, and fellowship with us at 9812-9815 South Vermont Avenue, the Do-Right Christian Church, September 16th, Yom Kippur Day, September 16th. Of this year, 9 a.m., we're going to be doing the Global Apostolic Seal Training. You can call me at 424-261-3208 if you have questions. You can go to our website, G-A-M-N, Global Apostolic Ministerial Network, dot life, and register there. All the information that you're hearing coming out of me is there and more about what we do and who I am. Somebody says, well, who is this man? I'm Apostle and Prophet Chris Ward, okay? And I'm here ministering on a sol single solitary purpose for your life. Okay, read verse uh, 4 for me. Jeremiah 1, 4. Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Stop right there. 
That that I, that last ten minutes that I spent telling you about how God created you before the foundations of the world, it's right. It's capsulized right there. You have a purpose, a plan, a place, and you have gifts that God has given you to fulfill His purpose for your life. To fulfill His purpose for your life. Keep reading. Verse six. Then said I, ah. Verse five again. That's just so good. Verse five. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Stop right there. Now, we're going to read. I'm going to let you finish reading, but this this comes up. So many people have self-identity problems. This, This whole psychological move psychologically who I am. I don't like who I see in the mirror. That's because you don't have this revelation. This revelation will will break up a lot of this mental uh, disparity that is now raging post-pandemic. In a post-pandemic, inflationary, um, dark world, People are trying to find their place. Who am I? What am I created for? And this this scripture, that scripture there shows you in verse five that God had a purpose for you. You are important. The Bible says he formed you, that he put his hands on you while you was in your mama's womb. He knew what color, your hair, your eyes. He knew all that. He formed you while you was in your mother's womb, before you was in your mother's womb. And then he followed it through and you hear. You are important. The Bible says, and he sanctified you, so he's with you. Oh, God is with you to accomplish his purpose. Read verse 6. Verse 6. Then said I, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. But the Lord said unto me, Say not that I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee. And whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Okay, stop right there. So that's important because God is sending him into a, when you look at the timestamp that we read in verses 1 through 4, okay, 1 through 3, 1 through, yeah, 1 through 3, the, the Israelite people had been disobedient to God. They were disobedient. He was a prophet that was sent to Israelite at a pivotal time because they were about to go into Babylon and be taken captive. See, one of, one of God's judgments is he he, you, he doesn't have to actively strike. You know, somebody said, God going to strike. I heard, you know, God going to strike you down with lightning. You'll be walking down the steps, fall and break your neck up. That's the devil talking anyway, by the way. Okay, God is... But all he has to do is is remove his protection and let your enemies have 99% of the time when you see judgment or when you see Christians and or Israelite people, New Testament versus Old Testament, in trouble it's because they forsook God. It's not because he forsook them. They forsake God, so he says, okay, you want to worship them? You want to be like them? You don't want to be who I sanctified you to be? You don't want to serve me? Go ahead. And the, and the devil takes over. And then now the devil's people, now you're subject to the devil. Now you're subject to all the consequences that come from being disobedient. 
So Jeremiah is being released at the time. It says here, uh, let's see. Right, it says, unto the carrying away, I'm in verse 3, the last sentence, unto the carrying away of Jerusalem captive in the fifth month. So Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, Nim, okay, came and took them captive, took all of God's people and made slaves out of them, okay, told them they couldn't pray. They had to eat whatever he served them. Okay. Go ahead and read verse, verse, verse seven. 7. Yeah. But the Lord said unto me, Say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Now stop right there. To, to all that I send thee. He going to send you different places. Your prosperity, grace, mercy, goodness, and peace is 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 directly associated with where you're ministering. Not just what you do. It's a lot of, I know a lot of pastors that have taken, you know, in Jesus name, Father, in the name of Jesus. I thank you. We have an earthquake right here in the middle of this show. No, we're not, we stand on holy ground. Yeah, we stand on holy ground, but it's, it was a good shaker, a good, good shaker. tumbler. Okay. And, and, and all is well. And we're abiding in peace. All is well. Go ahead. Evangelist. Go out there. Go out there and miss all the people. Cause there's a bunch of people out there. that's scared as hell right now. <laughs> right in the middle of the show. <laughs> God showed me. I thank you, Lord. You That earthquake came because I'm preaching earthquaking great gospel. I'm in the place where I'm supposed to be doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And I'm sanctified for it. Uh, anyway, I was saying, <laughs> as my sister is laughing. <laughs> listen, but, uh, I, I had, listen, I had a vision. How much time I got? Oh, God. I had, I had a vision one time that I was ministering and the earthquake. So it just fulfilled itself today. I saw that years ago. I did. Why? His power is breaking forth on mankind. Go ahead. Verse, where was we at? Verse 5. Verse 8. Verse 8. Where was Sweet's at? Verse 8. Be not afraid of their faces. Don't be afraid, afraid of don't, earthquakes. Yeah, don't be afraid. <laughs> <laughs> and see, I'm not from California. And the first earthquake that I ever went through here in California scared the bejeebies out of me. Now, you can say what you want to. Fear. Listen, the difference between a champion and a coward is champions proceed forth and do what they need to do in spite of the fear that they have. Remember that. The difference between a champion and a coward is they both get scared, have startling circumstances, but the champion will continue to overcome that fear and do what he has to do. And that's who we're looking for. We're looking for champions. Go ahead. Verse 8, Isaiah, excuse me, Jeremiah 1, 8. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. So he, he, he what is he doing right there? He's equipping him to speak his words. Wow. That's where this gift in me to be an orator. I've always been an orator. You know, in high school and junior high, stand up speaking amongst people and being in contests where you have notoriety and you talking, spelling bees and all that. I always excelled at that. God gave me this orator's gift. He touched my lips when I was a child. And so right now, we want to take time 
to allow you to be saved and evangelist. You heard that word come out of her. I trained her good, didn't I? Who's your, who's your pastor? Who's your pastor evangelist? What's his name? Uh, excuse me, excuse me. Let me give my laugh. Uh, Apostle Chris L. Ward. That's right, baby. Okay. Romans 10, 9, uh, and 10 states, if you, train you, up if you turn you with go. me to your Bibles, <laughs> I'll lead you to a prayer of salvation. Romans 10, 9, and 10 says, if thou shalt confess with the Lord and Jesus and believe in thy heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and the mouth confession is made to salvation. Would you please repeat after me? Dear God, forgive me for my sins. I believe in the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, come into my heart, live inside of me. Be Lord over my life. Lead me, guide me, protect me. Show me my purpose why God created me. Amen. Amen. All is well, and we're abiding and in peace. Let that peace. earthquake set us aside for you to get busy. That's a that's a green light for you to get to ninety eight fifteen South Vermont, the Do Right Christian Church, on September sixteenth at nine a.m. You need to be there. Bring a notepad and pencil because I want you to take notes. I'm a, I, I'm going to ask that you would come and be prepared to just write down whatever you know about your purpose or don't know. Because I'm gonna give you give you a questionnaire that so you have a starting place. It's not no this ain't no test and nothing to be ashamed of. If you don't know, you don't know. But we want to pray for you there. And but the ones who do know, and then what is the plan? What is your plan? In Jesus' name, September 16th, 9 a.m. The, the Global Apostolic Ministerial Seal Training will take place. Um, do right, Christian Church. Los Angeles, California, 90044.